Cause Biden keeps trampling On all our rights Please come back for Christmas Trump, please come back by Christmas If not by Christmas By New Year's night Socialist traitors our vote fabricators Sure as the stars shine so bright But this is Christmas Yes, Christmas, my friend It's the perfect time To give 2020 a rewrite so won't you tell me you're headed back for more? You can still run again in 24. We'll fix all our problems, our pride regain, and we'll be happy, wealthy, and free again. Keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. What's up, guys? I believe I have Ash with me. Ash, can you hear? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I love chewing on so much. Chewing on. Yeah. I I was talking to Jeff. I said, has anybody called the the Chewbacca with the Guy Fox mask. Has anybody called him chewing on yet? Because somebody in the show chat just did. I forget who it was. So if you're watching, tell me and I'll make sure that Jeff knows. But he's like, oh my God, no, I love that. <laughs> and the uh the chewing on loved it as well. That's his official name now. We'll have to <laughs> I I really want to meet Chewing on. Um, I don't know. I feel like some of the magic would be gone. If, no, if no, 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 I, I actually, um, I've never really been one for, for celebrities or, you know, meeting people, but chewing on, that would mean something special to me. Yeah. I, I he seems pretty be. badass. Yeah. God bless chewing on. God bless chewing on. We'll pray for chewing on at the end of the show. <laughs> we want to make sure that he stays healthy. So finally, freaking finally, we get round two. I called you and said, oh my gosh, round two. And you're like, yeah, it's been up for an hour. I'm getting ready to go live. So um, <laughs> I get to I get to learn it with the audience as you uh, take us through the secret blacklist. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Twitter's, I love it. So I'll put this up here. Uh, whoop bang! Whoop 
Twitter's secret, the Twitter files, part two, Twitter's secret blacklists. So this actually, I love uh, Matt Taibbi just put up a tweet before this started. He goes, start your engines. Uh, so this started going live right as we were ending the show earlier. Uh, and by the way, yes, uh, I heard some of you, uh, I heard <laughs> I left the, the mics on, the stream was still going. Apologies for that. You heard, uh, you heard Joe say, wow, sport takes what an effing idiot. So, uh, <laughs> yes, welcome to backstage. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but when we were still live and I didn't realize, I said we were going to go live again after I finished some stuff. So here we are. Uh, oh, see, always, always keeping, always keeping your word. Well, when I'm I love awake, it. when I'm awake, I try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's All jump right, in. I dropped in the chat. Who was it that named it? That named him chewing on? Because I definitely want to make sure that we give that person props. So if any of our I chat don't family know. remember, no, I know you don't know, but I know that somebody in the chat will remember. So that this is for the chat specifically. All right, all right. <laughs> if you remember, put it in the chat because I want to give that person props because it was brilliant and I still giggle whenever I think of chewing on. <laughs> uh, well, let's jump in, shall we? Let's jump in, yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to point out I was looking through this as I was setting up the live. My goodness, the responses to these tweets are unbelievable oh the uh the, the liberal meltdowns are just incredible right now but let's, well uh, and i hope that uh, just one one thing before we jump into it i hope that we have the um you know the ability to zoom in and see things in real time because it was really interesting that last friday uh you know the twitter files came out um, it was some pretty shocking stuff that people were seeing and then on sunday everybody was freaked out to realize that uh, Baker, James Baker was involved, right? Well, Baker was in the original Twitter files drop. He was like number 21. So everybody tune, tune your radars in and names that we know from, from times past. Let's make sure that we are, uh, effectively spotlighting anything that we see inside of this. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to dig into it. I don't know where Apollo went, so I'm just going to keep talking until he comes. Okay. There I'm here. I'm back. I had to grab my coffee. I had to grab I mean, my I could talk for a while, but we know, we know, we know. Yet, and I can't scroll the screen. <laughs> uh, it would have been interesting to see if you could pull that off though. Oh, I totally uh, could have done it. You all know I could have done it. Okay. <laughs> so let's jump in. <laughs> uh, all right. So number one, let's start off. Uh, this is one hour ago at Barry Weiss and, for any of you who, I mean, everyone's actually on video right now because uh, we're live, but this is at Barry Weiss. Uh, and let me talk about Barry Weiss for a second. Barry Weiss, again, not a Trump supporter. I'll just point that out. because I think Elon Musk is being very strategic with who he's having released this information. Yeah, and if I could just say, I don't know if I said this before on the show, um, uh, certainly not before we... I don't think I've been on the show since we knew Barry Weiss was taking over the second round of this, but she is Barry Weiss worked for the New York times, right? She was the opinion editor at the New York times, the, the, the old gray lady, the beacon of free and fair journalism and of journalistic integrity. And she 
resigned in very public fashion because despite the fact that she is a progressive, um, she is, uh, very, you know, I, I would say anti-Trump, not just not a Trump fan. I would say she's anti-Trump. Um, she couldn't stand the one-sided news and she couldn't stand not going after the whole story and trying to tell both sides and understand the target or the object of the story. Right. And she wrote a very public resignation letter, which is where I, you know, really came to respect her. I mean, I don't really respect many people at the New York times, let's be honest, but, um, her, her bold stance to stand up for our first amendment rights and, you know, saying, Hey, the credibility of the New York times is in the, in the name and brand of the New York times is becoming synonymous with wokeism. Is that really what we want? And, uh, of course the left turned on her completely. Right. And, um, you know, now they call her a far right conspiracy theorist. But she is actually a journalist and um, has a, a long hit, a long career in the business, made it as a journalist to the New York Times. So, you know, don't believe everything you read. She is someone who's probably, you know, a good a good middle to tell this story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have Otis Akers. You might be new here. Thanks for going quote live. I don't know what quote live means, but you're welcome. Uh, we are right. not air. We are not air quote live. Yeah, we no, are we live. are we are live live. I am I am responding live, live, live to your uh, to your statement. So, anyways, yeah, okay. let's go. <laughs> it, it, yeah, so I think most of them are done. Uh, but let's go, Barry Weiss. Let's start with the first one. So. Uh, a, and again, Twitter's secret blacklists. I love it. A new Twitter files investigation reels that teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from twending. What did I say? Twending? Twen- trending. Twending. <laughs> they prevent Twitter. disfavored tweets from twending and actively live <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even twending topics. All in secret without informing users. Imagine that. Imagine that, you guys. Twitter. Shocking. And like like you guys talked about on the show this afternoon, it's not just Twitter, it's Facebook also. And they're not just, you know, blocking people. They're actually direct line to the three-letter alphabet agencies and sharing yep. information. It is a government operation. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. And I hope that uh I hope we get some investigations into this because we know about these secret backdoor portals for the intelligence agencies and, you know, and the federal government into these platforms because they're right now, they're just exposing the, the like built into Twitter systems. Like this is all that these drops are coming out. What preferred candidates, right? I mean, the Biden campaign team, when Biden was not in government, the Biden campaign team, here's another batch to review from the Biden team handled. Right. I mean, we know it's not just it's not just government agencies. It's not just this is our duty to work with the FBI to, you know, counter domestic terrorism. Preferred campaign candidates have the same access that the federal government has. Yep. Well, and and what I'm interested to see, because, again, like what I was saying with with this, this all is coming out and all the things that you just mentioned. Huge. If you connect that with uh, what we were just talking about earlier, going straight to federal agencies, straight to law enforcement. Huge. But then I would like to see the investigations where they look into these, you know, these backdoor accounts for .gov people where they're able to 
uh, to engage in some of this stuff. And I want to see the other platforms because all of this stuff is going to have to be connected at one point, uh, you know, as this starts to roll out. And I'm really excited to see how deep it goes and who else. Absolutely. And I just want to say um, ISR 400 pointed out in the chat, they banned Trump at the same time they were giving preferential treatment to Joe Biden and banning accounts that were critical of Joe Biden and banning stories, massive corruption scandal stories that were critical of Joe Biden. They banned his opponent in the race. And uh, that's that's pretty stunning. The other thing I'm just going to tell the audience is as we're talking about internal organizational dynamics at Twitter, I'm not a appeal to the the logical fallacy of authority person, but I do have 20 years of experience of driving large scale projects for Fortune 500 companies um, prior to, you know this wonderful life that, that I'm living. Um, and so I, I will, uh, talk a little bit about, about organizational dynamics in corporate America and how woke it is. So just a heads up about that. This episode of conservative daily is brought to you by DCF guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Um, okay, so let's keep going. Twitter once had him. Oh, and by the way, everybody, there's a, I know we're, we're late. We don't usually go here, but this is a special occasion. So if y'all could smash the rumble button right now, that would be dope. Um, we appreciate you for being here. A, uh, so number two, all in secret, they were doing this actively. Uh, I'll just repeat one. Uh, reveals their Twitter employees building blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from trending, actively limit visibility of entire accounts, trending topics, all in secret without informing users. Two, once uh, Twitter had a mission once to, quote, to give everyone the power to create and share. Uh, I'm going to look on the screen and share information instantly without barriers, end quote. Along the way, ideas barriers were erected. I share ideas and information instantly, which is an important word that she uses there because so many ideas are banned today. Yep. Uh, number three, take, for example, Stanford's Dr. J. Bhattacharya, Bhattacharya, I don't know how to say it, who argued 
that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist, which prevents his tweets from being trending, from trending in the first place. And here's a screenshot. It looks like from the back end uh, in some kind of Twitter uh, employee, uh, some kind of user interface here, where and you no, actually have Dr. Out. J's thing. And yeah, you, you see, yeah, so this is, this is actually, <laughs> this is funny. You see a strike count here on this profile within their back end showing a strike count of zero. So this account has had, at the time this was taken, no violations, apparently. And, and yet he has flagged recent abuse strike, but his strike count is zero. Yeah, this I'd is love all to know manual. how that works. This is, not, this is not, this is, I think, I think, and I, I don't know for sure, but I think this is, this is manual because either, either that or the break that's feeding strike count for feeding their strikes into the strike count, that link is broken. Whatever, whatever pipe is running that is broken or they're manually tagging people as having an abuse strike to put them on a blacklist. Yeah. And I think she actually gets into the, the manual mm. part she, she's going to talk about later. Uh, but it, oh. it does, it does look like trends blacklist is, this is clearly a <sighs> manual thing. And we know that since she's, she's releasing this information, but re- recent abuse strike, that could be a manual, uh, a manual filter that they applied as well, which well, that's could be I, why yeah, the strike was, count is, I, is zero, but we don't know. That's yet. the one I was referring to is because it says recent abuse strike. And then it says how many none that has to be manual. I would think. Yeah, I think, I think it would be too. Um, so it's number four, or it's broken. Or it's broken. <laughs> Maybe that's what they meant when they were talking about the, you know, Twitter being, being, you know, duct taped together and it was ready to fall out. Maybe that's what they meant. Uh, number four, or inside, or consider the popular right-wing talk show host, Dan Bongino, who at one point was slapped with a search blacklist. So let's look at this image from their back end. Uh, you can <laughs> see verified active. Black? Yes. So you, okay. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So they have multiple accounts, Twitter verified, SPMA. They also have not safe for work view, strike count zero. <laughs> Search blacklist enabled. Well, it's definitely no. not safe for work at Twitter. <laughs> they would all need safe spaces if they were lis- required to see Dan Bongino's tweets. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, but notifications spike and search blacklist. I don't know if the gold means that those are a category color code or if those are just enabled, but it looks like because on the last image, none of these appeared, that these are all things that apply to his specific account. So I'm not sure why not safe for work view is is blacked out there, uh, but apparently there is a notification spike and uh, <laughs> and search blacklist is enabled on Dan Bongino, who again looks like he has strike count of zero. Yeah, so these look like they're all kind of flags, right? Those boxes yeah. at the top are flags that apply to that specific account. Yeah, this is uh this is fascinating to see from the public side. Number five, and Twitter set the, the account. Accounts, they appear to they appear to be manual flags. Yeah, all of them appear. All of them appear to be manually. Uh, well, especially with the not safe for work one, which I would assume would mean nudity or some kind of you know graphic content. And I don't think that Dan Bongino has any content like that. Uh, but number five, Twitter set the account of conservative activist Charlie Kirk to do not amplify. And this show, so do not amplify. I'm assuming that means that all of his stuff is suppressed, doesn't get shared as much, visibility is, uh, you know, is 
is suppressed as much as possible. Actually, let me look at the other one. Think ones. about, sorry, I'm going to pause here and just leave that one up where it says do not amplify. Again, strike count zero. Um, not safe for work really makes me laugh because you have to ask, like, you have to wonder, are the, you know, are, um, uh, like the, the Iranian Supreme leader, is he not safe for work <laughs> or is it just Charlie Kirk and Dan Bongino and their political enemies? Um, really, really interesting. And again, like I said, at the beginning, I haven't gone ahead. I'm, I'm, as you, Apollo has read all of this. I haven't, I'm, uh, seeing it for the first time, but I'm, I'm really quite surprised that all of their, I would think with how liberal they are with strikes on Twitter, that all of those people would have had strikes in their strike count. Right. Yeah. Um, and so this is, this is really fascinating, but think about how much power that is when they spent years creating Twitter as the public square. They spent years, like she set up in, I think it was tweet number two, creating a place where everybody can share ideas and information. But these tags show that quite certainly everybody does, does not have the ability to share ideas and information. Some uh, really radical people are deciding what speech is acceptable. Of course, we know this, but seeing it laid out is, is really something. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you know, I would, I would love to see the user profiles from this view of some of these actual terrorists who are still on Twitter and never got banned. Uh, let's go on. Six, Twitter denied that it does such things. Oh, oh no. In 2018, Twitter's Vijaya Gade, then head of legal policy and trust, we've talked about her a few times, a few times this week, uh, and Kevyon uh, Bikpour, head of product, said, we do not shadow ban. They added, I'm going to have to retweet that one. That's funny. Uh, and we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. I, oh, that one aged well. Seven, what many people call, quote, shadow banning, Twitter executives and employees call visibility filtering. Ah, or VF, multiple high level sources confirmed its meaning. So they weren't, they were being honest. They weren't shadow banning. They were visibility filtering. That is a direct synonym. I'm sorry, visibility filtering? That is a direct synonym for shadow banning. No, I think it's different. Wow. It's gotta be it's gotta be very different. <laughs> we certainly we do not shadow ban. And we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. It's just that all these conservatives that have no strikes in their strike count are They've had strikes, and so we have to we have to filter their visibility. <laughs> uh, LSR, Amazing. LSR, tell me what you're talking about. I think I might understand, but uh, tell me while we're going through this. Uh, Toro seven two six two just ranted. Pete Santilli called his dog chewing on. <laughs> oh, oh that's yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's right. That's I remember awesome. that. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, no, and maybe maybe that is where the person in the chat got the idea, but somebody in the chat yesterday as I think it was yesterday as we played that video named the guy in the background of that video chewing on. And it's brilliant because he's wearing a chewy a Chewbacca shirt and a guy fox mask. So that was what I was asking, but thank you so much for the rant Toro and a uh, shout out to Pete Santilli for originally coining chewing on. Yes, well done Pete. 
you have uh you have moved the culture uh okay <laughs> so cultural uh, warrior <laughs> again visibility filtering over yeah multiple high level sources confirmed this meaning number eight think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels <laughs> it's a very powerful tool one senior twitter employee told us so i'll read that again we Think about <laughs> filter visibility. So rec so reconcile this. Oh my gosh, all these conspiracy theorists keep talking about shadow banning. We don't shadow ban anything. Now we do filter visibility, but we don't shadow ban everything. Oh my gosh, you're all probably queuing on. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna read so just to remind you, quote from Vijaya Gade. <laughs> we do not shadow ban. And we Full certainly stop. don't shadow Full ban based stop. on political viewpoints or ideology. End quote. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Next. Visibility filtering. Quote. Think about visibility filtering, visibility filtering as, as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool. End quote. <laughs> so good. Okay. We do not shadow ban. Full stop. Period. End of sentence. We do not shadow ban. And if we were to shadow ban, we definitely wouldn't do it on political viewpoints or ideology. That's what we use visibility filtering for. Yeah, we don't need to shadow ban, guys. We have visibility filter. Okay, exactly. number nine, VF or visibility filtering refers to Twitter's control over user visibility. It used VF to block searches of individual users, to limit the scope of a particular tweet's discoverability, to block select users' posts from ever appearing on the trending page and from inclusion in hashtag searches. Wow. Then well, we don't shadow oh. ban. It's just it's just you guys, you you have to understand. We don't we would never shadow ban. That's un American. I mean, that's like a violation of the First Amendment. We would never shadow ban, especially not for political viewpoints. We just, you know, we control. We just we just exercise Twitter's control over visibility. You well, know, remember, just even blocking, if we did, even if we did, searches, limiting their scope, blocking your posts from ever appearing on trending, even if you are in fact trending. And you know the hash. I mean, of course, the hashtags. We have to be inclusive in our hashtags, so we're not including you. It's just visibility filtering. We would well, never shadow. Well, ban. even if we do shadow ban and or visibility filter and infringe on the First Amendment, the First Amendment's not absolute anyway. So, you know, who cares? And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medcare Network. So today's podcast is again sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention. We all wanna make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency, uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if in fact you do need one. But with Air Medcare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com 
forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Go check them out. Uh, number right, 10 is all without users knowledge. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to say that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> That's the tweet. So when I have uh, a question, that's really specific, right? All without users' knowledge, not all without senior management's knowledge, not all without general counsel's knowledge, not, um, I, I don't know if she gets into this. Is it, she is, does. She is, does. Instru- is instructions for this included in their manual? <laughs> because, um, oh, she gets into, like she gets into exactly who's involved. involved. No, she gets, yeah. yeah. Users, yep. users appear to be the only ones in the dark on this. All right, I'll stop interrupting. Go ahead. Uh, number eleven, we control visibility quite a bit. All we control, and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people do not know how much we do. One Twitter engineer told us. Two additional Twitter employees confirmed. Twelve. It's just visibility. Right? Just visibility. The group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users. This this made me laugh. Was the Strategic response team. <laughs> they have like a QRT for for Twitter uh, visibility. Oh my gosh. Stra- no, no, no. The, listen, the strategic response team dash global escalation team or SRT dash GET. It often Circuit. handled up to 200 cases, quote, cases a day. So is that it's 200 the accounts? The CERT GET. Hashtag CERT GET. Hashtag CERT GET. Um, that's, that's stunning. Yeah. And so ch- I mean, and check this out. The next one is it, important. Right? Matt, Taibbi's, Matt Taibbi's file showed that team in action, right? They talked yeah. about escalation in there. They talked, we've seen, we've seen the team work. We know it exists. Now it has a name. It's called CertGet. CertGet. CertGet is real guys. Uh, okay. So check it out. This is, this is, this actually stuck out to me. Uh, so remember it was CertGet. 200 cases a day, but 13, there existed a level beyond official ticketing, beyond the rank and file moderators following the company's policy on paper. So beyond official ticketing, clearly implying that they had official tickets, which we already know because we saw what was going on with uh, government employees and candidates, the White House, sending them specific accounts, which were then you know handled. But uh, beyond official ticketing, Above this rank, above the rank and file moderators, as she put it, there was another group that was re- uh, responsible for this, and that is the, quote, site integrity policy, policy escalation support team. Sippies! 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 Yes. So we've got Sir um, Get so, and Sippies. So I just, you jumped over a piece of that tweet, and I think it's important. There existed a level beyond official ticketing, beyond the rank and file monitors follow moderators following the company's policy on paper Mm -hmm. so there's a policy on paper and then there's the sippies yep then there's sippies and she goes into and that is probably how we see manual tagging well let's take a look at who this uh sippies included 14 the secret group this secret group included Guess what? Head of legal policy and trust, Vijaya Gade, the global head of trust and safety, Yol Roth, subsequent CEOs, Jack Dorsey and Parag Agrawal and others. This is where the biggest, Dorsey absolutely knew. This is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions got made. Quote, think high follower count, 
controversial, another Twitter employee told us, for these, there would be no ticket or anything. Oh, you don't say. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. I want wait, do I have that? Do you guys know how I feel? You guys, we have a all policy. This? We have a policy and we're just following our policy. We would never shadow ban. That is un-American. I feel shocked too. <laughs> Absolutely un-American. All we do is limit visibility. And if we think that somebody might notice because the person has a high call follower count or they're, you know, somewhat controversial, someone like, you know, I don't know, the president of the United States, we we're not going to do a ticket for that because that would be discoverable. <laughs> what was that that meme? Uh, we played it around, around uh, Halloween. You know, how do you say your name? Parag? Power grow Parag probably don't work here anymore. Parag, 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 not going to work here anymore. <laughs> number, 16, <laughs> number 16, one of the accounts that rose to this level of scrutiny was Libs of TikTok, an account that was on oh. the trends blacklist and was designated as do not take action on user without consulting sippies. Look at that. Do not take have action without consulting sippies. Yeah. And so let's look at, li at lives of TikTok the in the back in end. Oh, yeah. And look at that. That's an official tag. That's like a warning in the account. You can see that at the top. It literally has that exclamation point, like a warning on this account. Do not take action without consulting sippies. Um, the sip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you know, everything in corporate America turns into an acronym. You would think that they would have done better. You would think. But sippies, we got sippies. So, you know, the buck stops with sippies, apparently. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, so now let's look. So at this time that this was taken, this I, I assume would be very recently since they've been investigating this. Uh, I wonder if there's a date on this. I don't see one. But 1.6 million followers. So it says high profile. There are tags on here. Notification spike. Trends blacklist. Recent abuse strike. And I don't see any, any strike. Oh, strike count is two. Twitter verified multiple accounts. High profile. Not safe for work. And two others which I'm not able to see. Which is hilarious because Libs of TikTok is mostly showing teachers who plan to do weird shit to your kids. So, yep. you know, it's interesting that she got the strikes for revealing that. I wonder if the weird teachers got the strikes. Nope. Pretty sure they didn't. Uh, so 17. Actually, I'm no, I'm positive they didn't and because I know some of those teachers weird... then went on to complain about how they were being attacked. And, you know, and they were having all this character assassination, all these all this violence and harassment coming from Libs of TikTok. Yeah, I just want to clarify for the audience by weird teachers. I mean, grooming pedos. Accurate or outright blatant communists. Um, that OK, groom children, that group children, 17, the account which Chaya Rachik began in November 2020 and now boasts over 1.4 million followers, was subjected to six suspensions in 2022 alone. Rachik says each time Rachik was blocked from posting for as long as a week. Well, we've known this already. 
uh, 18, Twitter repeatedly informed Rachik that she had been suspended for violating Twitter's policy against, quote, hateful conduct. Because reposting exactly what teachers are doing to your children in the classrooms qualifies as hateful conduct, according Their to the Sippies. Yes, isn't that great? And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. 19, but in an internal sippies memo from October 2022, after her seventh suspension, the committee acknowledged that Libs of TikTok has not directly engaged in behavior violative of the hateful conduct policy. See here. Uh, oh, let's make that. <laughs> <laughs> this this is so is good. Like, so good. Can we legitimately say that the Hunter Biden laptop is hacked material according to our policy? Oh, yeah, we're the sippies. <laughs> we don't even read the policies. We don't want them <laughs> on here. Ban them. <laughs> this is so good. So, so here's policy on paper not being yeah. followed. There's a whole bunch of lawsuits that can open up from this, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so here, here's what they, they link regarding libs of TikTok. Site policy recommendation. Site policy <laughs> recommends placing libs of TikTok, uh, not verified 1.3 million followers, in a seven-day timeout. Timeout. Just put them in a seven-day timeout at the, le- at the account level, meaning not for a specific tweet. I'll remember, meaning not for a specific tweet based on the account's continued pattern of indirectly, indirectly violating Twitter's hateful conduct policy by tweeting content that either leads to or intends to incite harassment against individuals and institutions that support LGBTQ communities, meaning leads to or it highlights Never and displays to. and exposes where it led to. They never can. It never yeah, led to. No, it didn't. The, what they're the saying is exposing grooming here. of children. That's what they're saying. Grooming of children. Right. It exposes grooming of children. That's the that's right, the translation. What I, more, what I find more interesting is that it says intends to incite harassment. They're assuming her intent. She's not intending to incite harassment. She's simply posting what they what what the people are posting. What those people on TikTok are posting. She's reposting it and drawing attention to it because it's horrifying what these people are doing when the school co-ops children for 8 hours a day. Although that's getting less and less. I think my kid's school day is done like six and a half hours. But we're paying the teachers more. So, you know, 
I, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And, you know, it's an hour and a half less grooming, but I, uh, I, I find it fascinating that we can assume, we can assume libs of TikTok's intent. Just don't assume her gender. Oh yeah. God help us if we do that. Uh, okay. Wait, let me pull this over. So, uh, where was I? Uh, okay. So intends to incite harassment against individuals and institutions that support LGBTQ. At this time, site policy has not found explicitly violative tweets, which would result in a permanent suspension of the account. This type of enforcement action, repeated seven-day timeouts at the account level, will not lead to permanent suspension. However, should Libs of TikTok engage in any other direct tweet-level violations of any of site policies, uh, policies, we will move forward with permanent suspension. Assessment, since its most recent timeout, while Libs of TikTok is now directly engaged... The sippies are implementing timeouts. Yes. Because everything at Twitter apparently was kindergarten. Well, I mean, libs of TikTok exposing uh, grade school, so I guess that's appropriate. Uh, but since its recent timeout, while libs of TikTok has not directly engaged in behavior volative of the hate conduct policy, the user has continued targeting individuals, allies, supporters of the LGBTQIA. Wow, it morphed real quick there. LGBTQIA plus community for alleged misconduct. <laughs> the targeting that of at least hilarious. one of these institutions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's fantastic. 1.3 million followers. So that would fall into the category of high follower count and controversial. And we're not going to have a ticket for that. Apparently not. Number 20, the committee justified her suspensions internally by claiming her posts encouraged online harassment of hospitals and medical providers by insinuating that, quote, gender affirming health care is equivalent to child abuse or grooming. Well, yes. Yes, it in fact is, particularly when you have teachers and medical professionals encouraging minors to take drugs and to chop off their genitals without parents' consent. I would definitely equate that to grooming. Yeah, things. and it's not just child child abuse or grooming. It is um, it's human rights violations. Because when kids go on puberty blockers, you can't undo that. And they lie to them. They say it's just like pressing pause. It's totally fine. Like, it's no big deal. You just, you know, there's loads of side effects and issues. And, um, you know, the 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 many... Uh, former transgender identifying individuals who have come out and talked about their tragic process of detransitioning shows that this isn't just child abuse or grooming. It's human rights violation. You're stealing these kids' lives. You're stealing the rest of their lives. Yeah, this is disgusting, the criminal. Uh, someone who who said that... Um, Bad Moon said, ever wonder if the Twitter employees was smart enough to put enough money away for their own defense lawyers? I guess we'll find out. Uh, 21. Compare this to what happened when Raychick herself was doxxed on November 21st, 2022. A photo of her home with her address was posted in a tweet that has garnered more than 10,000 likes. Again, Raychick is the, the one behind Libs of TikTok. Uh, 
22, when Rachik told Twitter that her address had been disseminated, she says Twitter support responded with this message. Quote, we reviewed the reported content and didn't find it to be in violation of the Twitter rules. No action was taken. And the doxing tweet is still up. Let's see if I can look at this. Hello, thank you for reaching out. We reviewed the content and didn't find it to be in violation of Twitter rules. No action has been taken at this time. If you have further questions about intellectual property, your privacy, or your personal safety, following guidelines can be of assistance. That's actually what they responded with. Screw these people. 23. In internal Slack messages, Twitter employees spoke of using technicalities to restrict the visibility of tweets and subjects. Here's Joel Roth, Twitter's then global head of trust and safety, in a direct message to a colleague in early 2021. A lot of times, SI, site integrity, has used technicality spam enforcements as a way to solve a problem created by safety under enforcing their policies, which again isn't a problem per se, but it keeps us from addressing the root of the cause, which is that our safety policies need some attention. That is... Oh my gosh. So this is wow. lawless. Wow. Right. What he's saying is that, well, we have to implement technical uh, spam enforcement. So mark something like libs of TikTok as spam because safety isn't addressing. And this is the same guy who we had on on video. I think it was yesterday talking about how uh, transgendering is literally inciting violence against the trans community. Misgendering people or being critical of of grooming of children or letting them play with butt plugs and dildos in the classroom right that 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 they we because there are parents out there that are going to actually call out and talk about the fact that teachers are sharing butt plugs and dildos with their kids in the classroom we have to enforce you know, we, it's a technicality. It's not really spam. Like it's a real person and they're not spamming, but we have to use the technicality of a spam enforcement because safety isn't tagging these people for safety violations. So Yol Roth has assumed the role of safety here, but he's in a, a backend technology role, assuming, assuming the role of safety. Now he was then head of trust and safety. So I guess he wasn't the head of SI. So he's approving of the lawless assumption of safety's role by SI because he doesn't like what safety's doing. Meanwhile, he's the head of safety. Well, let's not There's forget. No let's not forget that Yol is also the guy who he went to school when he was studying misinformation and hate speech. He was the one who was <laughs> very interested in gay masculinity and where technology uh, could be used, where it intersects and can be used to drive gay masculinity. I shit you not. He's grinder, right? He's the grinder guy who's his research for which he got his degree. Insane amount of times. Cause that's his level of interest, but he's responsible for policing all of our speech. <laughs> Everything all looks good to me guys. So uh, number 24, six days later, in a direct message with an employee on the health, misinformation, privacy, and identity research team, 
Oh Roth Roth did more research. Dystopian thing. Yeah. That is so dystopian. You you might as well just call it the Ministry of Truth. Yep. Uh, so six days later, in a direct message with an employee on the health misinformation, privacy, and identity research team. Identity research team. That's mm. Roth so, requested more sorry, research sorry, to support sorry, expanding. Sorry, I know I keep interrupting you, but I just have to point out that um that um the people who flagged health misinformation have also researched your identity. If you've ever posted anything about COVID, about vaccines, about misgendering or or not giving children drugs they can't come back from, um, not wanting kids to chop their breasts off, little girls to chop their breasts off because they're probably going to change their minds. Um, If you've ever posted anything like that, Twitter has researched your identity. Well, and I wonder what, uh, I wonder what, what community violations they banned Project Veritas on? Because we've been talking about Mr. Bruno the last day. Uh, you know how happy he was that kids were learning about lube and you know spit versus lube using their butt plugs, all that fun stuff with you know minors with young children. And yep. uh, Project Veritas, yeah, the people who've been doing undercover undercover journalism uh, definitely know. Uh, don't think there's any incitements to violence there. To violence, uh, they they've been banned from Twitter for quite some time. Anyways, six days later, in a direct were they message, banned or did they just have their visibility filtered? No, they were banned. Okay. Uh, six days later, in a direct message with an employee on the health misinformation, privacy, and identity research term, Roth requested more research to support expanding quote non-removal policy interventions like disabling engagements and deamplification visibility filtering. So I just have to correct you one more time on the language that you're using because I'm starting to get triggered. They were not banned. They were just removed. Right. They were just filtered. No, no, no. They weren't filtered. You said they weren't visibility filtered. They were banned. They weren't banned. They were removed. He's talking about non-removal tactics that they use. Their word is removed, not banned. Ah, yes, you're right. You're right. My sincerest apologies, everyone. <laughs> um, okay, one of the biggest areas, this is from Yoel Roth. I'd love, starred, he's, I don't know why he starred, love, research Can support on. Can I read on. this one? Sure. Can I read this one? Because my Yoel's better than yours. One of the biggest areas I'd love research support on is re-non-removal policy interventions like disabling engagements and deamplification and visibility filtering. The hypothesis underlying much of what we've implemented is that if exposure to, for example, misinformation directly causes harm, we should use remediations that reduce exposure. And limiting the spread virality of content is a good way to do that by just reducing prevalence overall. We got Jack on board with implementing this for civic integrity in the near term, but we're going to need to make more robust case to get this into our repertoire of policy remediations, especially for other policy domains. So I love researches POV on that. Why it's sad that this is this is so accurate. What's really funny about this to me is that 
you can see like he's here, he's talking about non-removal policy interventions. So we can't just ban everyone. Right. So what we're seeing here is people saying, well, yeah, I mean, of course we can't just ban everyone. Right. But I still don't like what they're saying. So let's consider some non-removal policy interventions. Like, you know, um, definitely not shadow banning. We would never do that. We'd never, ever, ever do that. But, you know, maybe some some visibility, filtering, you know, maybe we just reduce their prevalence overall. Well, and so pay attention fascist. to what he's saying. Yes, they're fascists. P- pay attention. He says what we've implemented is that if these things or this misinformation directly causes harm, we should use remediations that reduce exposure and limit the spread and virality of content. Direct harm. So forget about people dying. You know, now we're now died suddenly is all over the place. Feelings are hurt. Feelings are hurt. No, it it means feelings are hurt. hurt. It means feelings are hurt or God forbid we know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the truth hurts their feelings. It still goes back to feelings because the truth hurts their feelings. It's like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Dan, but I'm not a fan at all of Dan Bongino. After Parler, I wrote him off. Um, I have I have a, a lot of bitterness about Parler if it, if that hasn't come through in, in my work to date. But uh, if they were required to actually have to, you know, allow Dan Bongino's ideas right to to be on the platform, they consider that direct harm. Right, we're dealing with crazy people who react to getting their feelings hurt by banning everybody. They're they're sippy fascists. Well, but let's not like that. We can joke about that, but realistically, no, that's not actually why. Just just so everyone like we're really clear about this conversation. It had nothing to do with people actually having their feelings hurt. Like nothing, zero. In reality, zero with feelings hurt. The direct harm is truth. The direct harm is people understand the game, and the Democrats start to lose favor. The the deep state narrative starts to get combated by actual truth about COVID, about the election, about vaccine damage, about whatever, about corruption, those things actually getting traction in the mind and the zeitgeist of the general public. That is what this is about. So do you think that all of the people, certainly I agree with you for the sippies, right? But what was the other one? Cert get? Like everybody following the policy on paper, everybody that works at Twitter, do you really think that they all were focused on making sure that the truth gets out or did the sippies who definitely don't want the truth to get out control the cert gets and the others with fear? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was both. I'm sure it was both. But yeah. and, and I'm not saying obviously like it's just like the it's Here's just like the it. fucking news. There's there's all these idiots mm-hmm. who uh, like they, they get all triggered. So they, they start bashing people. And a lot of that is just they're completely brainwashed liberal uh, wackadoos. Yeah. And so yeah. they start to fight back on this and, and pressure people and whatever. But no, the top at the top level where this is actually coming from and where this originates, all of this was for suppressing actual information and discouraging actual dialogue which, again, going back up in the feed, is supposed to be the spread and free exchange of information and ideas. But this is about censorship. This is about absolute control of information because this is an information war, and this is actually not a business. At least it was not. Uh, now, jury's still out on what it is now that, now that Elon Musk has it. 
But this was not a free speech platform. This was not for the sharing of ideas. This was for influencing public uh, public uh, opinion. This was a social engineering technology. Yes. And that is where that is where all of this comes from. It is social engineering. And even that includes, though they were useful, those people who who start, you know, like the the cert get people who yeah. you know, maybe they get their feelings hurt or whatever. They were brought in and allowed to operate in that space because they fit in with the paradigm that they wish to force upon the people and to uh, create the appearance of being consensus. That is why they were there. So even if that was the reason they were doing it, they were there because they fit into this paradigm that that Twitter was meant to uh, to create. Yeah, a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree with you, and I think you made that that point really well. That there, it's it's absolutely an operation. I think what I'm what I'm reflecting on and considering is that the the sippies were definitely executing part of that operation on their own people. Yeah, sure, and. Yeah. And and that is a direct correlation to the news, right? It's it's pretty much every industry, actually, when you think about it. You've got a lot of people that think that they're focused on mission. Look at the climate people, right? I think most of the climate people absolutely 100% believe all of the nonsense that the world is going to die in, in 12 years and we're all going to die and we have to stop driving cars and, you know, put chips in our brain. I, I don't know how it all hangs together, but that seems to be their position. And it's really fear right? They're terrified. They're terrified of being responsible to be the generation that loses the planet. They're terrified of the impacts of climate change. They've been, you know, we have a generations of people now, this the inconvenient truth came out in like 2004, 2005, right? We have generations of people who have been raised with this propaganda and now they believe they're on mission, but they're motivated entirely by fear. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I think, it's it's really stunning to see it in this micro level of Twitter because you can absolutely extrapolate it to the macro. Well, and I think it's the same thing like we've, we've been seeing with cops too. These people who were banning all these uh, people serving the tickets, going out and like we just saw uh, one of them from this this business owner. I think it was in New York, if I remember right, but I can't remember exactly where he was. Uh, again, cops were coming after he'd been shut down uh, repeatedly. You know, I think he was fined, if I remember correctly. And uh, he's going live as they're coming on again to harass him and shutting his business down. He's saying, you guys following orders is not good enough anymore. Like you right. got, you guys are the problem. And I think it's the exact same situation. Uh, some of them being more brainwashed than others. Some of them just going along because of fear, but it, it's all that that's all part of the plan though. That's, that's how this lays out with, with this type of social engineering that we're seeing on Twitter, the same type of things that we see rolled out in the real world with cops violating people's rights, shutting people down, acting like Gestapo. Uh, you know, this this is where it all, you know, kind of co- coalesces. This is what we see because people do not actually stand up. And because in, in like Twitter's instance, people can't really combat it because what happens? You get banned. You get visibility censored. You get shadow banned, the shadow banning that doesn't happen. But in the real world, we people lose the courage to go, ban. no, you're full of shit. No, what you're saying is wrong. Prove, do you actually know anything? Talk to me about the vaccines. Why are you wearing a mask? This stuff doesn't make any sense. That's the thing that doesn't happen because of operations like this that leads to that. It's the same thing that's happened historically. It's, I mean, this is it. This is, this is the, the communist Nazi takeover. That's how it works. Now we just have tech. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. 
Thanks for listening. God bless America.